0: Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means to you and me. I'm Jay Warmke.
1: I'm Annie Warmke.
0: That indeed you are. And today we're going to talk about, it's kind of a hybrid thing, um, mentoring within the gig economy or working to live rather than living to work. So uh, we're joined today by Jess uh, Bernhardt. And Jess, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, well, welcome. And uh, why don't you just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, tell us about your Nobel Prize, you know, uh, (laughs) things like that.
2: Not yet, Jay, not yet. Um, Well, my name is Jess. I am 28 years old and just recently moved to Wisconsin in the Milwaukee area. Um, I am starting my own dog sitting business as I travel, and really this idea has kind of flourished after my time at Blue Rock Station. Yeah, and we
0: should yeah, probably, we should mention, probably that mention that Jess was, that was an intern day. with us at, at Blue Rock Station uh, this summer and is off into the the wide, cruel world after being in the, um, what what <laughs> would we call it, the womb of Blue Rock Station? I don't know or, if or it's the,
1: the womb. It was like being in labor, I think, the, wasn't it, Jess? The alternate reality. <laughs> yes, so, yeah. absolutely. Well, let me just say, too, that one of the things that um, that Jess hasn't mentioned is that she came here because she had a connection with someone else who was an intern, and um, and she was tired of working uh, since she was sixteen, working full time, sometimes more than two jobs. And correct me at any point, Jess. And um, and so when she came here, uh, the goal for me anyway was to try to help her. Um, Figure out where where is she going to go? from the moment she leaves here and we are always trying to figure out through the internship program uh, and when we talk to other people who want to do internship programs we'd like them to have this goal is to to create a, um, circumstances where there's a certain amount of sustainability and resiliency built into what they learn here and then also like with the gig economy how can they go off and use several different skills to maybe make a living rather than going to a nine-to-five job. Would you say that's accurate, Jess? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, coming from,
2: you know, working a lot of different jobs and a lot of different backgrounds, I feel like I've gained a lot of skills. And, you know, that nine-to-five life is definitely not for me. Um, I found that out after working there for four and a half years, quit that job, and then came out to Blue Rock Station to intern. Um felt very lost and kind of confused as to what direction I wanted to take my life. And I think during that time, I really was able to gain the confidence within myself and also know that, you know, with love and support and community around me, um, whatever I wanted to do with my life and whatever passions that I wanted to follow, um, that was achievable. And... It was definitely a new outlook I had on life
1: um, after my time at Blue Rock. Right, but you you had a little bit of experience with gig economy, hadn't you? Hadn't you done like some dog sitting and things like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've always dog sat um, for the majority of my adult life off and on as well as doing other jobs, but I I had moved out to Utah for a while to work with a dog sled team for the winter months and stuff like that and so that's kind of where I fell in love with you know more seasonal gig type work um and working with six horses we had three goats a llama 30 huskies um and a couple other just random family dogs um so along with that and working in doggy daycares and all of these things you know animals has always been my passion but I've had trouble trying to figure out how my traveling and more adventurous spirit would play into that and you know i'm starting a business called the nomadic dog sitter where i am able to merge those two concepts and those two loves of adventure and animals um to really be able to create the life that i want so i'm really excited about it Um, we're in the very beginning stages, but I'm really, really stoked about it.
0: Well, I can, I can mention that dog sitting apparently can lead to bigger and better things because we were staying at a bed and breakfast in, uh, Yellow Springs, and they were telling us that uh, Dave Chappelle used to dog sit for them when he was oh, in wow. high school. So, so you can, um, you too can become Dave Chappelle.
1: Um, right. I was going to say, know. watch out, world, here I come. That's right. Yeah, I think you, I think you have to do a few other things first. But let me <laughs> yeah, say <absolutely>. that uh, <laughs> first of all, this is not a commercial for Blue Rock Station, but it is a commercial in terms of how I see it as um, a commercial for creating, for those of us who have businesses, who have the ability to reach out and connect with younger people, that it it really is our duty, I think, to be mentors and use our resources to um, help people like you build some confidence. And I wondered if you could talk a little bit about that, about how that's influenced you. Like maybe specifically something you did or something that happened that helped you to see the importance of mentoring
2: yeah absolutely Um, I mean from a young age I had a lot of family members that you know kind of wanted me to do the traditional route but they mentored me in ways that um, you know kind of made me want to do better in school and be involved in this and that and stuff like that Um, but I think with the mentoring aspect that I received with you guys um it really allowed me to see how much consistency um plays a factor in success um i mean before coming out to blue rock i had never really touched a goat um i had fed them but that was pretty much it and so Whenever Annie told me, oh, hey, you're going to come milk a goat with me, and I was, like, freaked out. I had no idea what I was going to be doing. And within, I'd say, about two and a half weeks of consistency, um, trying to milk both in the morning and in the evening, um, I was able to milk Tilly, which I love her. She was so patient with me. Um, And so was Annie. But, you know, doing that twice a day I was able to milk her and I really gained the confidence um, and realized how much consistency plays a huge factor in you know success and I think that that along with the mentoring um, I think I would have gave up on myself as far as the milking goats if it wasn't for Annie mentoring me and you know what about you do it this way or you know thinking outside of the box or say, Hey, like, we'll come back to it tomorrow. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was an incredible experience and something that I'm going to take with me for the rest of my life. Um, who knew that milking a goat would have such an impact on me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Annie and I were talking about this because if you think about the history of the workplace, Um, You know, in in olden days, and sometimes still today, people go through an apprenticeship program. They learn a skill, they learn a trade from someone who has mastered those skills. Mm -hmm. Or the more traditional, you go through an educational process, then you're hired in at an entry level, and you gain experience there, and eventually, over a long period of time, in the same environment, you work your way up. But with today's gig economy type, it seems to me anyway, and you can correct me if my perceptions are skewed, but um, <laughs> you know folks want to kind of do their own gig, but but you're not born, you don't come out of the womb knowing how to do these things. You're essentially your own your own business. You have to manage your business when you're in the gig economy. So mm-hmm. you know, it seems that mentoring, internships, things of that nature are going to become increasingly important. If you're going to have to, if you're going to try and learn how you can have the freedom and flexibility of doing your own thing, but there are skills that you gotta you gotta acquire somewhere.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, one I of the things that agree. What one of the things I think too is that we don't come out of our education background, whatever whether it was high school or graduate school. Uh, I always say the school of hard knocks. Um, whatever school we come out of. We don't really seem to have the um, experience of how do we create, not just to do the gig economy. If I just say, I'm gonna go and drive cars for Uber, um, that doesn't make sense to me because I don't really have a business plan because I'm a contractor when I'm doing that. Or if you're doing dog sitting, you're a contractor at that moment. And so there's a lot of legal ease that go into that. But one of the things that I realize um, when we do have young people working with us that they need to have a kind of a plan to lay down. It may not be how it exactly works, but it gives them a place to start. And I wondered if you could talk about how versus how you were doing things before versus how you're doing things this time with the nomadic dog sitter um, business. Around business planning how how is that different than what you did before?
2: Um, quite different actually um I mean the basis of me traveling and loving on animals is obviously still the core of that, but as far as the business aspect of it um, you're right. there are a lot of legalities, especially when you're dealing with um being in the home of some stranger um i used to really just be word of mouth and it was just friends and family um old clients from whenever i used to work at the dog kennel and so it was more just based off of friendship and community and stuff like that and with this turning into more of a business and more so um something that i'm going and planning to do full time um, I know that there needs to be a plan in place so that I can, you know, make this a full time thing. And so, with the business planning, I really had to sit down and ask myself what it is that I wanted out of my own life and how do I plan my business around that and how do I incorporate my values into my business. And so, um, with the help and the mentorship that I received, um, you know, I realized that, okay, there are some legality things. There are, you know, I need to make sure that I have contracts written up and memos and of understanding, as well as the cost that goes into driving to a certain place, or if um, the pets are coming to stay with me, what that would look like. Um, there's a lot of marketing especially with being nomadic Um, you know since I'm not going to be in one specific place forever um, I really have to market myself and market my skills um, to different locations and so you know kind of starting from scratch each time I move from one place to another it's it's been challenging i will say definitely challenging but incredibly rewarding
1: and um i'm just really excited to see where this takes off well i just wondered when you were working on your business plan and trying to figure out what everything looked like and doing some marketing pieces and stuff and doing a budget and goals what were there any surprises when you were putting that together I would say the biggest surprise
2: for me was um, definitely the taxes and how to, you know, register my business and all of that more, I don't know how to say it, more governmental, you know, more of like the nitty gritty stuff. Um, I know what I'm doing as far as the you know, pet sitting and how to take care of animals. But when it comes to the money aspect, the, you know, all of the business, business side of it, um, it was a little overwhelming and I think that, um, it can be for anybody, but I think as you keep being consistent and you have people in your life that are able to mentor you and to help you out along the way, um, it makes things just a little bit smoother.
0: Okay, well, well, Jess, let me just tell you from experience: uh, everyone loves complying with governmental regulations. Uh, it's one of the joys of owning your own business. So let me interrupt right. here and let people know that you are listening to "When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine" with Jane Annie Warmke. We're joined today by uh, Jess Bernhardt, and we want to remind all of you that it is indeed the end of the world as we know it. And
1: thank God.
0: Thank God, yeah. And one of the things that's ending, and this is what we're kind of talking about here with Jess, is this concept of going to work uh, for a company, for an, for an entity, and and that is your goal, right? Your goal is to go off, get a good job, work there for 40 years. That Wait, kind when, of,
1: when is that your goal?
0: Yeah, never was my goal. But I, I think it's <laughs> been a myth of, of our society for a good long time. Uh, I think... What this generation, what Jess's generation is doing, (laughs) is is putting another nail in its coffin. And um, I think what you're finding, though, Jess, is this idea of independence, and I'm going to do what I want, and I'm going to work when I want, and I'm going (laughs) to... uh, you know, follow my passion and all of that. And then you find out you've got to register fictitious names and you've got to file quarterly reports and you've got to buy insurance and you've got to schedule and you've got to market. And it kind of comes down to being a job again. Is, mm-hmm. is is that a fair assessment? Uh, am I am I raining on your parade or harshing your mellow or, or any of those cliches? <laughs> I
2: I would say um, it's definitely the not so fun part of everything. Um, you know, whenever I was just doing it, it's like you know helping out friends and stuff like that. I love it. Like I still love it, but it definitely puts into perspective how much work owning your own businesses it's not like you can just clock out and be like okay well i'm done for the day let me drive home and you know finish the rest of my day out whereas you know i'm constantly thinking of okay well i'm gonna be in this area let me see if i can you know what hashtags do i have to research for social media to post and like hey let everybody know that i'm going to be in this area or that um you know the whole legality of which state should I, you know, especially with my business being so all over the place, what state should I register it and Where should I have like a home base at? And so as I'm trying to figure that stuff out, you know, I feel like laying the basis of everything is, is way more difficult. Um, we can check back in later on about a year down the road and see how I'm doing. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think it really, when I, I think it's a huge risk to take and decide that you want to do your own thing but it's so rewarding and to know that I'm doing something that I'm passionate about and something that I'm great at um and being able to share what I love with other people and their pets um it's really inspiring
1: and what keeps me going really at the end of the day um yeah, it was. I was thinking about there was this moment when uh, we had been working several days in a row on what you wanted to do and how to lay it all out and how it could work and things like hashtags and things like that. And then we got to the part about, you know, well, you've got to register and where do you want to do that? Because it might be cheaper in one state than another. Some states don't have sales tax, whatever. And <clears throat> you looked at me and I thought, uh uh-uh. uh this is the turning point. <laughs> Either I'm doing my job right, and you're going to keep going, or I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to convince you that this is better than what you were wanting to do before, which was probably go back and work nine to five. And um, <clears throat> so we said, all right, let's, let's work on it tomorrow. And when you came back in the morning, you were a whole different mindset about it. Would you say that's true?
2: Oh, absolutely. I know I know exactly what moment you're talking about because I, <laughs> I left the room and I started crying. I was like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. You know, like this is, I feel like this is the reason why so many people, you know, enjoy being able to just go to work for somebody else and then leave because you leave work there. You don't have to worry about, you know, there's an HR department, there's, you know, a finance department. And so, you are all of those things. And at that moment I was like, Oh my God, this is going to make me or break me. And you know, it's going back to what I value in life and what my passions are. I have to remind myself that every single time things get hard um, because it's easy to just throw in the towel. And I've done that plenty of times in my life where I'm like, this is really hard. I, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, which is fine. I'm not saying to, you know, keep going with things that you hate doing, but in this instance, it's something that I love. It's just a challenge and an obstacle that you have to kind of overcome to be able to do what you want. And so starting your own business is incredibly difficult, I feel like. And to see that through, um, You know, like I said, going back to that consistency of every day doing something we said for about an hour every single day and keep working on it um, until the point where it just comes, it comes natural, like milking goats.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that that brings me to um, when I was doing some research for this, one of the things that they talk about where... To be successful in business, there are a few things that pretty much everybody needs and uh, in order to work effectively. One of them is a place, a place where your tools are, you know, a place where you are in work or at work. Another is routine. You've kind of brought that up saying consistency or whatever, but you need to get into the routine of working, uh, a sense of purpose about what you're doing, which it sounds like you've got there. And then dealing with people, you know, um, some people need people. Um, I that's a foreign concept to me. I would uh, I would prefer those people stay over in their section. They're they're like children in church, you know. It's like just, I hear just you, stay over there behind the plexiglass wall. And anyway, but but some people need that, and and also people are. in in a business like yours, your best um, sales force, you know, the referrals and things like that. So have you thought through in this, because you're talking about being nomadic, so place seems kind of tough. Routine seems kind of tough. The purpose sounds like it's there, but but you don't want to spend all your time, you know, looking into a dog's face, or maybe you do. But uh, so how are you going to deal with those things?
1: Well, wait, so, I want to uh, say that routine Routine is is throughout what she's talking about because it's a routine of you do the MOU, you file your taxes. Right. There is a routine in this.
0: Well, for me, though, I usually have to set aside a time. I'll, I'll I'll tell myself, okay, from this hour to this hour, I'm going to focus on that, you know, and try and do that consistently. You were mentioning just like an hour a day you're going to do such and such.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, – I literally last night just moved into my new spot in Wisconsin. And so I this morning, you know, I sat down and I wrote out, you know, granted, today is going to be a little crazy, but um, wrote out, you know, this is the amount of time. Yeah, from like this hour to this hour, this is what I'll be doing. Um, and so being able to run my own business and to be able to work for myself there is a lot that needs to be done but at the same time um you know being able to see that day and what that day is going to kind of consist of obviously it's not always going to run smoothly and perfectly um but that's where adaptability comes in and so with me moving into this space it's really allowing me to okay this is where i'll call home base for right now but i'm also planning on getting a van and renovating that to be able to travel but i think wisconsin is going to be home base um and so i've got that i've got the routine of you know taking care of my own mental physical emotional health so that i can provide and be in a headspace um, to run my business the way that it needs to be ran. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, home-based, the passion-fueled, um, reasoning behind me making my own business and really creating that consistency in an everyday routine, um, is definitely going to (laughs) help,
1: one of the things that Jay's really talking about which you have a very strong history of and didn't really seem to realize that and I think mentorship has helped is that you have a history of self-motivation and definitely of persistence and you've shown that it can pay off and I wonder how you feel like that's helping you now
2: Um, I think in a lot of ways it's A combination of how I was raised Um, it wasn't you know the most stable household but you know I had to grow up pretty fast and then with all the different jobs that I had putting myself through school and I was in the military and really just having all these different experience in life, experiences in life has allowed me to gain a lot of skills um, And being out of my comfort zone and stuff like that has been able to kind of mold me into who I am now. And so the Jess that you met whenever I was at Blue Rock Station was not the Jess that I was two, three years ago. So there's been a lot of internal work and a lot of personal development that has allowed me to gain clarity um, and allowed me to gain confidence as well and know that I am on the right track um, especially taking off of my nine to five job, just quitting that and being like, you know what, I need to change. This is what I want to do. I don't know how I'm gonna do it yet, but it's all gonna work out. And just having that trust and belief in yourself, but also, you know, having mentorship has been an
1: absolute game changer. Well, taking risks—that's what you're talking about. But the other thing is, I don't think you were the same, Jess that left Blue Rock Station that arrived there to start with either. You even looked different. The confidence yeah. <laughs> the confidence look changes people's expressions, I think.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, it did. And I think, um, I mean, even while I was there, I know that there was a huge shift because um, I think we can talk about this in a later episode or whatever, but really just being that, Blue Rock and seeing how the life cycles of everything are just so intertwined, whereas I think there's a huge disconnection um, from our food source and who produces our food and um, how it gets from seed to plate. And so that was a huge thing that I took with me as well. I know it's not really necessary, necessarily business talk, but that really helped me realize you know, how to better fuel myself, um, fuel my body. And with that, I've been able to have a lot more mental clarity as well. Um, when I'm not eating things that don't feel good within my body. Um, but that's just, that's a little side note.
0: (laughs) Well, one thing I wanted to mention before we run out of time is, uh, that when when you are starting a business of any sort uh there there tends to be a tendency and i'll I'll blame you know kids these days or whatever that they (laughs) they are going to go viral and be an instant success and there's often quite a lot of of blood sweat and tears that goes into making something appear to be quite easy and i remember when we were starting up blue rock station uh our our five-year business plan we we literally wrote down okay the first year we're going to lose a lot of money The second year, we're going to lose a little less money. And the third year, we're going to lose even a little less. And hopefully by the end of five years, we might break even. And people mm-hmm. were asking us like three or four years in, so so how's the business going? And I say, hey, right according to plan, man, we're right on <laughs> schedule. So.
1: Yeah, but we didn't have any debt, and that was the freeing moment for right. us. Okay.
0: Absolutely. All right, so stay out of debt, work hard, find your sense of purpose, uh, and the gig economy can work for you. So uh, you've been listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind turbine with Jay and Andy Warmke. We're joined today by Jess, the gig economy Bernhardt. <laughs> The nomadic
1: dog sitter. <laughs> the nomadic dog sitter.
0: <laughs> and we want to thank our our Emmy winning producer, always on the gig, Adam Rich. And we want to hey, thank Adam. you for sp- spending just a little bit of time with us. And as your grandmother hopefully told you, the secret to a happy and sustainable life is.
1: Well, I think it's play nice with others, clean up your own mess, and like Jess said, eat your veggies. All
0: right. Till next time. Bye. Blossom in the night, though the sky's fair seal. If I life, soon we'll be together. And all will be revealed. What the we see and the children will be You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at blue rockstation.com